Hello, hello! On today's show, I'm going to tell you whether the latest attempt at the last bender or last bender, last airbender is any good or not. Last bender, that's a different movie. Um, Mike has a unique review for this show, not like the others, and you can take that to the bank. And Pat says we're in store for yet another toy anniversary. to your favorite live streaming what nodding podcast comics and collectibles in the crawl space i of course am your fourth or fifth favorite podcasting host kevin and as usual i am not alone first up we have michael hey good morning hey good morning and then next of course patrick good morning everyone good morning and then last but not least, uh, Karen is back with some awesome background production. <laughs> hey, Patrick, that's weird. Uh, I had it on my brain. We were just talking about the last bender last night or last night. So, you know, um, I got that confused with the last airbender, but the last bender. Remember that last bender? That was great. I wasn't there, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, what's up, fellas? Uh, got a lot to do today, as usual. Um, and I just want to start off by saying uh, we did a, a pre-production for the uh, next uh, Cover Combat, Cover Combat 8 Acceler Family Edition. And man, it is awesome, right? Right. Yep. It's my favorite one so far. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm running into the same problem as his last round where I'm trying to I'm trying to remember some of the matchups already and I have to wait till money to look at them again, you know. So <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it is it's it just it's excitement stacked upon excitement, stacked upon excitement for us. I'm gonna say for Mike too, a different excitement though, mm -hmm. but uh yeah, the layers of when we do it, do it Saturday, we get it Monday, then we vote, then we get, yeah, it's just great. So anyway. I was ready to go like Thursday at two in the morning. I was like, man, I want, I'm ready to record that show now so I can show them these matchups. I'll bet, I'll bet. So, all right, but a lot to cover today. We're going to start with me. We got to keep things rolling today uh, because uh, Patrick's got a busy day he's got to get to. Uh, so uh, let's get to it. All right, uh, first up, this isn't exactly geek culture, but it's kind of geek culture. 
Um, I watched Oppenheimer, <laughs> which dropped on Peacock uh, just this past week. Uh, you can stream that there free. And uh, I've, I uh, kind of wrapped it up in what Kevin watched with Geek Culture because I can't even think Oppenheimer without thinking about Barbie. Right, Pat? Yeah, the whole Barbenheimer phenomenon. <laughs> oh, Barbenheimer, which, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with Barbenheimer. My first question is: Has anybody besides me seen this yet? No. No. Okay. So let me just tell you this, and and I'm gonna. Keep I, also, this. I also haven't seen Barbie. Okay, I haven't either. You can Barbie is streaming too. I guess I should watch that and review it. I think it's streaming free on Max. I'm not sure. I think it's free somewhere. I'm probably gonna have to watch it. I say it to everybody I talk to about movies and shows now, especially when I say I'm gonna watch or stream something that is dumb in their opinion. They're like, "Why would you do that?" And I keep, you know, having to cite, "Hey, I'm a professional, man. I'm in the big leagues now. I gotta watch it all. It's not a choice yeah. anymore." You know. If it's so, not free, it's on my Vudu. Oh, if if it's not free, it's on your Vudu. You bought your family wanted you to buy it. My family just bought it. They didn't consult me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and daughter wanted to watch it. So. <laughs> yeah, Lexi and Ayla actually went to see it in theater. So anyway, yeah, so. I'm a little befuddled by this movie. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. Of course, I think the fav uh, the favorite uh, Batman uh, anything that's out there uh, of Patrick's is Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight. Am I correct on that, uh, Patrick? Oh, no, you're a little bit off, but... <laughs> so I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, and I was really excited for this. Uh, I was just too poor to go see it in theaters, so I was happy when I, I got to see it for free. But, the, you know, you guys know this is over three hours, or I think it's exactly on the nose three hours long. Did you know that, first of all? I knew it was a long movie, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. That's number one first thing that's shocking to me about the fact that this made, I think it made a billion dollars, you know? It's crazy to me that the three hour, three hour, Again, non-geek culture, and I, I keep throwing that out there, but I, you know, if I think if you look at the top fifty IMDb made of you know uh, box office producing money making movies, it's like all of them are, are arguably geek culture. I think you know, and uh, so I think you you really got to hit that nerve to get everyone out there. Obviously, there's a lot of non-geek culture movies that I like. But I feel like to get enough people into the seats that, that for it to make a billion dollars, it has to go there, okay? And, and this movie does not go there at all. <laughs> so I literally think, like you said, Pat, the Barbenheimer effect really got this to a billion dollars. I don't, you know, since they were both released the same weekend, the hype was so big on both of them. I literally think people that were Barbie people that wouldn't have watched Oppenheimer if it wasn't for the whole Barbenheimer thing. Wouldn't have watched Oppenheimer. That's just my small theory uh, on how it made so much money. 
Your grandpa's chiming in. Uh, first of all, good morning, your grandpa. And he says he needs to watch this. You're right. You all need to watch it because uh, you may be thinking that from what I've already said that uh, I didn't like this, but I like this. It's just such a mystery to me uh, as to how it got so much hype. And well, actually, your grandpa just chimed in there, too, about uh, the actors in it demand a watch. Which, yeah, that's definitely part of it. You know, it's it's one of those movies where you can confidently say, you know, think of an think of an actor, you know, you like they're in this movie. It's like got everybody, you know, Matt Damon's in this, of course. What's the main guys? I would just refer to him as Scarecrow there. <laughs> Scarecrow's Tony in it. Murphy. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, there there's a whole bunch of people. Don't have me we'll spend a half hour if I try to remember two or three of them, but there's a lot. Everybody you see in there, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Oh yeah, that they're, they're the blank, blank, blank. So anyway, that like your grandpa was saying demands a watch. It's Christopher Nolan. Like I said, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. This was obviously hyped up. It looked really cool and compelling in the previews. Here's where the butts come in. So it's three hours long. I feel like it only needed to be two. It's one of those type of feels for me. Um, and then secondly, uh, and it's kind of the same thing, the, the drawn out drama scenes are just, it, it didn't ruin it for me. Again, I liked the movie, but it, it definitely did put a damper on it for, for probably the first hour or so. It's, it's really exciting. Um, and, and not actiony of course, in any way, but everything that's going down, you're like really, you know, wanting more, you know? But then later in the movie, like I said, it just seems like it just draws out scenes and drama to try to build this intenseness, which, you know, it, it kind of put me in the uh, mindset of Titanic, too. It's like, you know what happens at the end of Titanic? Titanic. We know what happens in this movie. So it's like, I, I don't know, it didn't make much sense to me to try to draw out this excitement for a conclusion. We knew where it's we knew where it's going to end up. And there was some, yeah. there's a few things in this that I didn't know, which were cool. Uh, but, but yeah, it's shocking to me. This thing made so much money in the theater. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to contribute most of it to uh, Barbenheimer, but then, you know, yeah, I mean, something to be said for all the actors and actresses that are in it. So anyway, I will give Oppenheimer a solid seven and a half. It's not excellent in my opinion, but, uh, it's definitely good, and especially since it's streaming free, especially if you, you have Peacock, uh, you know, check it out. Um, I, I don't think you regret it. And uh, on on the on a, the the other side of that coin, my wife loved it. I think she gave it an eight and a half. You know, she really loved it from I obviously assume from beginning to end. So that is what my. Give... Sorry, Mike. Sorry, as I say, what did you give Godzilla? I think I gave Godzilla seven and a half as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a bad rating. It's just not super excellent to me. I got complaints, you know. So. <laughs> All right, then I'm a little excited for this. I uh, watched the next episode of Halo season two on Paramount Plus, and uh, aside from just talking about this great episode, Mike, you said you finally got to catch some Halo, right? Yeah. Um. I, I I try to pay attention to a lot of stuff. 
but I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into Halo. So I click, click, click. I start watching it, and I'm like 30 minutes in. I'm like, this is pretty good, but it feels like I'm just kind of jumping in. There's a bunch that I feel like I should know. So I looked, and I was halfway through episode one of season two. Uh, oh yeah, it was really it was really good. So I stopped it and I went back. And at that point, I only had time to watch half of an episode. Oh. So I watched the first half of episode one of season one. And yeah, it's 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 really great. I like it. It's cool. That's funny. So you saw the first half of season one, episode one, and the first uh, the first half of season two, episode one. Yeah. For, for a full yeah, episode. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> So your grandpa's chiming in again. Uh, him and his buddy were just talking about Halo. Just got three months of Paramount Plus for free, so this will run to the top of the watch list. That's awesome. Yeah, your grandpa, I've, I've given high reviews to both Season 1 and Season 2 so far. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Patrick, where are you? Did you, did you catch any of these yet? Did you watch the first half no. of any episode? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get around to picking up Paramount Plus, or whatever it is, Paramount Plus. So, yeah, Paramount yeah, Plus. Yeah. Yeah, no, no halo on my horizon. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so this was episode four of season two that just dropped this week. Um, as I discussed before, without too many spoilers, uh, episode or season two focuses on the fall of Reach, was which is a very cool part of the whole storyline of the Halo universe. And I actually changed the poster up a little bit this week rather than I had last week because this poster is a little bit more indicative of where we are in episode four, man. We get a lot of Covenant, even get the Jackals, we get a Wraith, we get a Scorpion tank. Man, they like Paramount Plus is so amazing to me. I've said it before. I think the first time I ever said it was with Discovery that, man, they are putting out like motion picture quality shows in my opinion as far as special effects are concerned it's so awesome so um i highly recommend you get on board as soon as possible with halo in general but uh get to season two as soon as you can they drop every thursday and uh i'm at the end of every episode i'm looking forward to more uh next week uh the only thing i will say also about this week and it's maybe this is where my brain was because uh i was watching oppenheimer but this one does have a few scenes that I didn't think needed to be drawn out so much to like a buddy of Master Chief gets killed. No, you know, again, spoiler, you don't know who it is though. But a buddy of Master you know Chief. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, a buddy of Master Chief gets killed and he spends like eight minutes. I don't know. It, you know, and I'm, I'm exaggerating, but way too long, in my opinion, just standing there being shocked and sad saddened by it while the covenant are attacking assaulting reach so you know i you know i love master chief and he can definitely you know make you feel some feels especially for some boys in combat and girls but he would not stand there for a moment uh you know kind of in shock on it i think that would make him attack the covenant more angrily and i think that would have been a better way to go and that's not the only time this happens in this episode i think there's literally i counted him i talked to lexi about it because she's my uh, halo viewing buddy i think there's actually four different times in this episode it's only an hour long 
where there is moments of emotion, these emotional scenes where people are like, oh, you know, and just like standing there in this daze while we're seeing what they're thinking or seeing what's happening around them in slow motion. And a little bit of drawn out. Um, I still like the uh, episode in general, uh, but I think I started giving season two like an eight and a half bags of popcorn. Uh, I'm going to drop it this one down to seven, seven and a half bags of popcorn. Still good. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, hey, Paramount Plus, Halo is action-packed, especially if you got Covenant attacking Reach. This should be an action fest. This is not moments to try to pull at the heartstrings, in my opinion. So write that down. Tell yeah, people. Yeah. Real, real quick, speaking of uh, long and drawn out, last night we uh, finished the Lord of the Rings trilogy with uh, Return of the King, that movie that took 45 minutes to end. That's the extended cut you must have watched then, right? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, extended cuts. <laughs> yeah, because that's... I remember that too when I first saw that extended cut. You probably remember that too, right, Pat? Even the theatrical cut is a bunch yeah. of, you know, what you think is the ending and keeps going and keeps That's going. true too, yeah. <laughs> but when you watch the extended cut, man, it really gave a new yeah. definition to the word extended cut. I mean, or words yeah. extended cut. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Shave off again. Shave off twenty minutes of that. It would make it better to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, anyway, hopefully the next one doesn't have uh, the next review here doesn't have the same problems. All right. And speaking of that, my final watch for the week uh, is the new. The, this is the new, the latest, the last Airbender attempt. On, and this is on. This is live action on Netflix. If you were unaware, it just dropped. I think the date is actually on there, the twenty second. And uh, you know, this is uh, people were torn about this, and and the kind of pre reviews, I guess, for lack of a better way to describe it, people reacting to the trailer and knowing this was coming. Uh, it seemed like most of them were going the negative direction. Uh, or either one of you have any kind of interest in this or been paying attention to the reviews and trailers and stuff no mike no no i've never watched any airbender stuff same here man oh man you guys this is awesome stuff you seriously i can't put this on the list you need to get into some last airbender and is this above or below halo this is below halo halo is still above this Okay. It would it would probably be a real tough answer or real tough question for Tyler to answer. I think he probably loves Halo and Last Airbender equivalently. But anyway, you got to start with the animated. The animated, I think that was on Nickelodeon originally, and I think it was like six seasons too. Epic animated series. So many people love and adore it. Obviously, a huge following. And then one of my favorite directors of all time, M. Night Shyamalan made a movie just called airbender also live action that got panned by critics and fans alike did you guys remember that yeah i remember it i'm a little bit of an outsider on there because i'm not an airbender aficionado you know and uh, definitely not a gatekeeper of any type you know the only reason i originally started watching airbender is because of tyler 
and uh, you know, kind of the hype. It was it was really popular. Lots of people were talking about it, so I figured I'd check it out. And it's really good. It's really good stuff. Um, but I didn't hate the Airbender by M Night Shyamalan near as much as it seemed like most people did. Um, so you know, take that for what it is. Uh, I can't remember a whole lot of details of that. I just remember afterwards everybody hating on it so much, and I was like, really? It wasn't that bad? Come on. <laughs> but I like Batman and Robin, so what do I know? Anyway. <laughs> Always have to fit that in there. <laughs> so anyway, because of Airbender, I think everybody was super uber convinced, uh, uh, can, uh, cynical about the last Airbender having another live action and a series and on Netflix because uh, Netflix has been letting people down with changes and stuff like that with uh, beloved things. And not only you know that it seems like most major production companies when they put out new live action that's a reboot from the old they seem to just want to you know twist it and like you know have a stranglehold around the neck of the people that love these ips you know it's doesn't seem very uh, genuine that they care about those people most of the time um you know those people being the people that kind of made the whatever the subject is in this case the last airbender is super popular to where it is kind of, you know, it's kind of, we experienced that a bit with comics, of course, you know? Um, but anyway, I'm going to say this and I have not watched any reviews since this actually dropped. So I don't know whether I'm an outlier or other people agree with me. They did a really good job on this <laughs> right out the gate. As far as my memories are concerned, they, they, there's a little tweak at the beginning. Um, but I don't think it's a bad tweak. I think from, uh, you know, again, my memory can't count on that, but I'm going to say, use it anyway. Back in the day, the animated, you know, airbenders started in ice, kind of like Captain America. And he was found and he didn't know um, he was the Avatar, uh, which that's the name of the animated. It's Avatar, the last airbender. And essentially uh, similar stories to others. Uh this character on the front here is Aang. Man, I hope I don't butcher any of this. But this Aang, and he is the last airbender. There are fire, earth, water, and air benders. And basically, they have the power to manipulate, you know, whatever the type of thing is they bend. And he, say it again, Mike. Sorry. The element. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Thank you, Mike. Whatever element they can control they uh they 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 can manipulate that how they choose and and of course ang is the last airbender uh but then to throw the big uh thing with this and so many others there is the avatar which is a being of that's all powerful that can bend all the elements and the avatar is the one that kind of keeps the peace with all of the different tribes. Uh, otherwise, it seems like the firebenders are the bad guys all the time. But I don't know. I'm sure there's some bad waterbenders and maybe airbenders and some earthbenders, whatever. But the firebenders got the short end of the stick when this story was written as the as the benders that were going to be the evildoers. Okay? So, so basically, the Avatar switches from all of the benders um, throughout time and history. Uh and controls all of them because the avatar can do everything. 
The Avatar hasn't been around for a long time. The Firebenders know that the next Avatar is going to be an Airbender. So the Firebenders decide, you know, screw this. We're going to go and they wipe out all the Airbenders. Of course, Aang ain't around when this happens, conveniently, of course. Um, and they fire the firebenders, wipe out all the airbenders. There's no more airbenders except Aang frozen in ice, just like Captain America for a hundred years. So the firebenders are sure that they destroyed the avatar. So this whole, you know, equality thing amongst all the benders that's done with the firebenders are like, no, we're not only going to rule all of the world. We're going to kill you if you try to bend anything. So like essentially all the benders are at war with the firebenders and again the firebenders thought they wiped out all the airbenders because they knew the avatar was going to be the next airbender. So anyway, of course someone finds the two uh, at the, on the poster here you can see in the middle. Can't remember their name. I apologize. They're they're two waterbenders. They come across Aang in the ice. He comes out and now it's an adventure of, you know, firebenders know the avatars around. Ang is the avatar, so, but he's a kid that's been frozen on ice for a hundred years, so he doesn't know anybody. He was just learning his airbending powers, let alone knowing that he can do everything. So that's kind of where we are uh, in the last Airbender. I only watched uh, the first episode and part of the second episode, but from what I've seen so far, it's excellent. Great special effects, great acting. Uh, great action and uh, like I said, Avatar: The Last Airbender is a, a classic story, in my opinion, anyway. So I got nothing so far but positive things to say about The Last Airbender. Well, yeah, it sounds. I want to watch it. It sounds good. Yeah, it's I definitely like think this would be a big mark in Valor. Does Valor watch The Airbender? Pat? No, he never got into it. I definitely think Mark and uh, Valor would love this too. And I think even Ayla and Cora would love this. You know, just the last airbender in general is all, I mean, the, you know, Avatar, the last airbender is awesome. The cartoon. Um, but yeah, this, I think they'd really enjoy this. And uh, I can't think of anything on this. I don't know exactly what this is rated, but I think it's totally family friendly, but it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Yeah. Are there any football players in it that I can lure Mark into? Uh... <laughs> I'll think about that and I'll figure that out for next week and I'll let you that's what I'll leave with. I'm going I'm just going to tell him. I'm going to tell him there's a football a football bender in it and uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to he's got to watch it to find it. That's funny. That's funny. Um I'm definitely going to watch I I I'm hopefully going to watch the whole entire season this week uh, to be able to give you one final review on it next week. Um, you know, speaking of that, I meant to ask y'all, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm just looking for a latest episode or a latest up update on your thoughts. Do you think it's better for them just to drop a season? Because I'm, I'm watching two things right now. So the whole airbender season just dropped. So I can binge it all. And I'm watching Halo drop week to week. And uh, I'm thinking I, I like the Halo, you know, um, uh, way of doing it week to week. Where were you guys on that? Do you remember? Or what do you think right now, as of now, regardless of what you thought before? Go ahead, Pat. Like, no, Pat. Pat. I'm definitely in the one at a time camp. 
parts it out. And it's less pressure, too. I don't know why I feel pressure if a whole season drops. I'm like, I gotta get this watch. Well, you have the potential of spoilers being out there, too, if the whole season drops. You know, That's true. That's true. Karen's asking yeah. how many bags of popcorn. Yeah, just sorry about that, Karen. Um, I'm giving this a solid eight and a half bags of popcorn so far. It's, uh, it's excellent. So, uh, yeah. Mike, what's your thoughts on the season or episode drop? Yeah, I think uh, weekly per episode, kind of the way Halo's doing it. Um, and I don't know why platforms like Netflix stick to the all at once because they 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 release them and it's this big push. It's like number one, it's all exciting, and then people binge it, and then it just falls off everybody's radar. But if it's on every week, then every week it's it's on people's radar for a longer time. So. Um, this is this is one of the reasons this is one of the reasons we've been friends forever, Mike. Because I w- that's exactly what I was gonna say, and that's exactly what brought this to my mind last night. Is because I think Discovery season four, which is the final season, is gonna drop sometime next month in March. I apologize for not having that date while I'm bringing it up, but anyway, the final season of Discovery is coming out, and they're dropping the whole season. So I was like thinking, that's exactly what my thought was, Mike. I was like. Why do they drop a season and then it goes away for a year or two years or however long it takes them to do another season and they drop a season? Why don't they just start dropping episodes so they can work on, you know, the next season while the the season one episodes are dropping? And then when the finale of season one happens, you got maybe two months before season two drops rather than dropping it and it's a year later before you know yeah exactly what you just said mike i think that that keeping people on the hook by having one episode of time is a much smarter business plan you know yeah but what do we know i mean netflix are they're billionaires and uh we're still just trying to pay minor bills in our life so you know what do we know i don't know yeah (laughs) and i'm always behind so i end up binge watching it anyway That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Things are out for six, seven, eight months before I get around to it. So I binge watch it. Yeah. I think if you're going to do the one at a time, yeah, Karen's chiming in. She's a binge watcher. Yeah. Uh, April 4th for season four of Discovery. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate those fact checks. That's another reason we miss you in the background so much. Need those quick fact checks. Thanks, Karen. Um, Which, again, I talked about Discovery. Talk about Discovery a couple times now. Man, they're doing an awesome job with that. That's a motion picture quality, as far as I'm concerned, you know? So, anyway. But, yeah, check out The Last Airbender on Netflix. Good stuff. I'll let you know if it finishes properly as well um, next week. Uh, uh, Follow up on that. So... That's all I watched this week. There you go. There you have it. On a side note, too, I'm actually almost done with True Detective. Karen says she uh, finished True Detective. Um, Man, I I think I could actually literally fit that into what Kevin watched, too, uh, maybe next week, because it's kind of... uh, fantastical it's not like the other true detective where it's like just true crime detective stuff this one's kind of fantastical 
as far as, you know, uh, supernatural stuff like that, you know. Karen says she loved it. Okay, Karen. Good to know. We'll she see. gave me two thumbs up. Nice. All right, Mike. Are you ready? I, I got a question about the uh, pick three before we get into this real quick. Okay. Where are we on the um, picking of ten covers that aren't the uh, open order? Or have you started? Have you started implementing that week? Or have you yeah, started implementing yeah. that this week? I did it like three weeks ago. I thought you just mentioned you were going to do it through two weeks ago. I didn't know. I didn't forgot to ask you last week whether you did it. Yeah, I did it a few weeks ago, and I'll say it's like a one in twenty-five. Or... Are you saying it was longer than two weeks ago? Let's go shows because we've been it's, weeks are hard to come by. Two shows, um, two shows ago. Yeah, at the very least, this is the third pick three that I had the chance to that I that I would pick. You know. Okay, so the, la the latest gamble on the show right now is you're saying it's been at least three shows ago. So this is the third show since right. you made the statement. You know what? I'm gonna just going to include, yeah. you know, variants, right? Yeah. What's it? I got two. Mike is saying three. What say you, Pat? It's probably three because don't forget about the lost pick three. Yeah, because we skipped that week and I still posted it. That's not a show, though. Thank but this is this week that, would be man. the third the third pick three. You're saying this week is the go. second pick three? No, I'm I'm agreeing now that Pat reminded me of the pick three post that didn't have a show. Right. I said two shows ago. Right. You're saying, and you're agreeing with me now because you're including the pick three that didn't have a show as the third. No, pick I'm three. not counting that. This is the. So third. you're saying it's four now? No, I'm saying it's three. This is the third show or the third pick three? Third show. I, I forgot all so about the, the fourth one. pick three then. You're saying it's been four. Right. Oh, yeah. If you count that week that oh, we didn't man. have a show. I cannot wait to bust out the Kevin's right and Mike oh, was wrong yeah. video. That's going to be so fun. Stay tuned to that. You but better let's put get it back into this. <laughs> but let's see what these pick threes are this week, anyway. All right, awesome. <laughs> Sorry right. about the interlude argument, everyone. <laughs> right, I'm having issue. My my uh, the intros are not playing this week for me. Oh man, that sucks. In the past, so. right. Um, well, these are all open order this week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. Um. So uh, we'll start off. We have What If Venom number one from Chad Harden, which is the Amazing Spider-Man 316 homage. Uh, then Thrawn uh, Alliances number two from Rod Reese. Conan the Barbarian number eight, Ashley Izianiki. Izianiki, yeah. Uh, Detective Comics 1082, Francisco Francovilla. Spider-Punk Arms Race number one, Takashi Okazaki. Green Arrow number nine, Dustin Wynn. White Widow number four, Rose Besh. 
Wolverine number 44, Salvador LaRocca. Power Girl number 6, Dan Panosian. And Ice Cream Man 38, Nate Sweetser. All right, that Spider-Punk isn't a reprint or isn't a... Um... I mean, we've seen that Spider-Punk, right? That was the cover wow. that was... Every cover of Spider-Punk has him in the same pose where you see the bottom of his boot. Oh, is that what it is? I'm just confusing them like that, for real? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's like the same. Holy cow, I thought that was the same. It, I, it was different, but the same, because he's blowing the bubble and a portion of his mask is exposed, just like the other one and everything. Maybe it yeah, is, that's... I don't know. I just thought Except... it's like, man, every everything's the same. It's got a different background and color scheme, for sure. But yeah, looking at it now, it isn't identical, I don't think. I think he actually had his hand in front of the guitar and the other one we're all thinking of. But his hand's like like he just strummed it and it's, you know, the guitar's flying below him and his hand's back. So yeah, it's a little different. But yeah, I, that must be what it is, Mike. It's just so extremely similar. It's confusing. That's hilarious. But anyway. Yeah, so I... Yeah, this uh, this week felt for me it, it was like ah, it's kind of lackluster, but I, I think uh, you know I ended up turning out pretty good. Oh yeah, Karen's saying there was a skateboard one too. Yeah, there was a skate. Yeah, the one that had the skateboard in it, right? Yeah, that one. And he was in the same position with blowing a bubble and everything. Yeah, that's the. Uh... <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. When I when I picked this one, I was like, man, all these spider punks have the same. The same thing. We see the bottom of his boot, you know, and, and uh, it's got bubblegum. <laughs> but it was still an awesome cover, so I had to put it up. You know, I don't actually think I've ever busted open a spider punk yet either and looked inside. Is the art like that inside as well? You know? Um, I think the cover artist is the uh, series artist as well, on, on usually on the A covers for these. Okay. Nobody's read any spider punk you haven't either, Pat? No. Holy cow! That that other that other Spider Punk cover is so similar, and it's crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy. That's okay. The guitar in the in, in the cover that was in Cover Combat, his guitar is behind his back instead of in front. Ah, man! I'll tell you what, this guy's got to change up his poses more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not crazy. All right, anyway, Mike, you were commenting about how this week felt a little lackluster. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree, but I'm gonna also push back and say there's some definitely some excellent ones in here. This was an easy to get more than three out of for me, but I think the ones that uh, weren't in there for me were definitely like I didn't think this deserved to be in the ten. But obviously, I didn't look at the hundreds and hundreds of covers you did. But uh, you know, I, I know of a couple. One of my uh, family members picked a couple that i was like wow really so it, you know i think that's what counts is as long as everything gets one vote so you want to start there did every cover get at least one vote yeah every cover got one vote boom can't ask for more i mean every cover got more than one vote they well yeah okay yeah <laughs> yeah they, they all got at least one vote um and it was it was varied you know the the top three dominated but then the the rest the other seven let me the other six we're pretty uh we're we're pretty close there was one cover that really fell off and didn't get much attention well the proof's in the pudding proof's in the pudding so good job mike all right yep. who we got 
I told Mike this was uh, this. I, there was only one cover I thought was weak in this ten covers this week. So I thought it was an above average week in my opinion. Yep. Oh, after after I want to guess. I want to guess what you're talking about after Mike's done showing the covers. Go ahead, Mike. All right. All right. So, uh, oh, I went down everybody already, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you said everybody. Yeah, down. I went over it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Third place. Um, make sure I've got the right one. We we're just talking about it. We've got Spider Punk number one. There you go. Takashi Okazaki. Yeah, if if you didn't say it, this is this is Spider Punk Arms Rage number one. The other guy yeah, yeah. Spider Punk, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the studio well, audience does not like, like that one. The What'd studio you say, audience Pat? all voted for the others. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Pat? Sorry, I kept talking over you. I said the same exact thing you did. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, it's cool, but yeah, I don't want to ever see it again, Mr. Oz Okazaki. Did I say that right, Mike? Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> anyway. All, All right. right. Um, yeah, and it's, it's great. I was glad that it made the top three because I, I, you know, questioned on, it was one of the ones, it was like, I was on the fence, you know, should I use it, should I not? And uh, so I'm glad everybody liked it. Well, everybody except for the audience, the studio <laughs> audience. This was an easy pick for your grandpa. Oh, he has a Spider Boy homage of this as well. Loves it too. Yeah. Hey, Spider Punk. Uh, or, hey, Spider Punk. Hey, your grandpa. Can you confirm or deny that the interiors look just like these covers, or not? As well, we'll stay tuned for that when you show us the next one, Mike. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> wow, that is extremely similar, Pat. You're right. Hold on, let me see. Let me. Son of a gun. Yeah, it is. Pat's holding up yeah. the Spider Punk number one cover. Like I said, we just keep on getting his boot. Change the position of the guitar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because it was funny because when it first popped up in Cover Combat, uh, somebody said, How's he blowing a bubble with a mask mm -hmm. on? And I, I was like, well, it's because everyone's screens must have been small, but you could see a portion of his face on the cover. And that's that's immediately what I saw on this one, too, is the same deal. But the pink, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. pink, the, yeah, the pink and the whole uh, circles pattern right. around it. Yeah, I was like, that's different. But man, I could have swore it was like a second printing or something. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Your grandpa is confirming that the interiors are uh, like this as well. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. <clears throat> All, right, All right, and let's get to number two. This was great. I mean, this one made me made me happy. Uh, we have uh, Green Arrow number nine from Dustin Wynn. Number one. This is one that I highlighted uh, preview previews for the cover. Yeah. I, just, yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, it is very cool. I don't think that's made my top three, but it was definitely in the running. It was definitely in the running for me. Would you say, Pat, this was number one for you? Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, yeah, you got to love getting great art and original covers, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, this one just stands out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right. And number one. All right, drum roll on this one. Yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 1082. You got to be kidding me. There it is, Kevin. There's your week cover of the week. Literally, <laughs> I was going to guess. Well, I was actually going to say this one or Ice Cream Man, Pat. <laughs> well, you could have been further off there because I voted for Ice Cream mm -hmm. Man. That's a really good cover, in my opinion. Very nice design. Yes. Very well executed. This cover, I'm a Frank Avia fan, but man, the legs on Batman there. I oh, I, I hated this cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like this one at I, either at all. And obviously, I didn't like the Ice Cream Man either. But uh, yeah, this, that's, I'm shocking that this made it to number one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked as well. I'm shocked as well. Because, <laughs> uh, th th yeah, this one, it, I was another one. I was on the fence on it. Um, like you, Pat, I'm a big Francoville fan. And what I like about this one, the moon looks really great. I mean, it's I know it's a small portion, but... I like how uh, usually when they do that crescent, it's just real smooth. But here, he still has you know the you know like, craters worked into the edge. Um, yeah, and it's just striking. If I imagine it on the shelf, that's going to draw people's eyes because of the color and uh, starkness on that. So that's why I put it on there because it kind of stood out. Um, I agree that the Ice Cream Man was was. I think it's actually a better cover. Than this one um so uh, yeah i agree with fun. that i agree with that yeah well yeah it's like your least favorite one probably yeah this is definitely my least favorite one um you've said this before mike and i've called you out so you don't need to call me out right now but um i think i could draw that cover. <laughs> the detective <laughs> comics cover i think i could draw that i have a question for you about it too so are those squares in the grass slash sand or whatever? Is that shadows or are those kind of in cuts into whatever type of ground he's on? What what did you guys think? Not All the seen. different shades of the like the brown here and yeah. the yeah. in the front where his signature is. I, I think it's I think it's all sand and that's yeah, it's kind of just a shadow. Okay, here's what I thought. I was like, if that's sand, that's dumb. And then I thought, if it's shadow, it's poorly done. <laughs> so I didn't like that at all. And I don't like yeah. the Batman done at all either. Yeah, it's his legs are stumpy. It looks like his knees should be where his feet are in that position almost, you know? As far as the length from his butt well, to his feet or something, you know? No, he's leaning back on them. So his knees, if you follow from his chest at that same diagonal thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's where they look. I don't know why it comes off as stumpy to me. You know, but anyway. Yeah, it, just, it doesn't yeah. look like anyway. me. They just would have, <laughs> if he would have simply drawn it, like his, his legs spread apart a little bit, I think it would help too. It just looks weird. It was so funny. I was, I was so caught up in Spider-Punk. I wanted to mention it was funny when we we brought you, when you, we showed the Conan cover in the previous preview, <laughs> I thought, and she looks like, that looks like Rose Besh. And then uh, it was ironic that she, you know, Rose Besh is in this pick three here. Yeah. And for me, they sort of cancel each other out, you know. Yeah. Um, well, Rose, like that White Widow only got one vote. That was the. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. See, it would have got a it would have got a vote from me, but it, it sort of I I was I was having a tough time. N number one easily was my Green Arrow, the Green Arrow cover, but then I had a hard time picking the other two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the uh, 
my probably my favorite one. Um, I love the Wolverine one. I love that saber tooth. Yeah. yeah, me too. That one and, and Power Girl were close. They were they were in fourth. <laughs> they were tied for fourth. So ah. they, they were they were almost uh, in third. But yeah, the uh, the Detective Comics, it, you know, it beat out Green Arrow by one vote. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. But hey, again, what do we know? The 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 audience has spoken. Or wait, no, that this is us. Our family has spoken. <laughs> we know more than we do, apparently. Yeah, yeah the same. Have, uh, good, Mike. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, <laughs> the uh, you know, I I I scratch my head. I I was actually kind of surprised to see Ice Cream Man still going at thirty eight or whatever. I have no idea what that book's about, but I just, that cover was really well done. It's creepy. Uh, it's drawn well, um, designed well. Um, so yeah, I had to give it a nod, even though I don't know anything about the book and I'm surprised it's still around. Did you read it's, a couple of those, Pat? I mean, Mike? No, I, I bought a couple second printings. It's, um, I wish I had been on board from the get-go. I, I think it's uh, an anthology type of uh, series. Um, kind of like you know the creep show stuff where the creepers kind of or the crypt keepers kind of walks you through it all i think the ice cream man kind of does that through uh, these. that's kind of cool okay um, yeah but it's it's a very that cover was very vertigo like 1990s vertigo like for me yeah i agree yeah well, i, I like didn't like it so much yeah well you didn't read 1990s vertigo either that's true <laughs> all right but go. again as already stated the fact that you had multiple votes on every cover shows that you did a great job that's what we think mike And I want to bring this up again, just randomly out of the blue, just because, uh, you know, our, our viewers are moving up and stuff. We played a game back in the day called the Profit Profits, where if during the show you predict the top three covers that win that week prior to them being revealed, and you don't even have to get them in the right order, you get your choice. The first person to do it correctly gets their choice of any of the top three cover or no i said we say all 10 i think actually any of the top 10 covers that there are um and we'll we'll ship it to you so uh but we 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 stopped doing it because it kind of fell off so anybody watching or listening now if you're interested in the profit profits you let us know we'll restart it up again because we enjoyed that didn't we mike yeah we'll have to modify the prize oh because uh, you do open order sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) Do a one per store hundred dollar book, and that's the one that yeah. they say. Yeah. yeah, there's a Dustin Wynn. I mean, uh, uh, I know Scotty Young does it. His website exclusives; those aren't cheap. Right, right. Well, yeah, okay. That would have to be the caveat. It'd have to be an open order book that they chose. Yeah. Even if they get, even if they get the uh, the exclusive or the variant proper, you could you still have to pick one of the open orders to as your prize. Gotcha. Exactly. All right, let's get into reviewing these things. Um, I think we're rolling around right along. We're doing a good job. You ready, Mike? Yeah, I'll get mine out of the way. Mike. All right. I'll-
what you got? Something unique. Uh, something unique. Something unique. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. What? Like the weight? That's not unique. Ah, you're jumping okay. the gun. All right. Okay. Uh, Cobra Commander number one uh, from Joshua Williamson and uh, Andrea Milana. I read this, and then I looked at the uh, the back cover. It warned me that the contents of this booklet uh, is confidential. So uh, the unauthorized, uh, let me make this larger so I can read it. Uh, yeah, this unauthorized disclosure of information within is prohibited. So all I can say is uh, get it. <laughs> That's it. That's hilarious, Mike. And number two, because it's out already, too, I think. So that's what I got. So it's just a get it? Yeah, it's a get it if you want to know what's in it. It's not even a must-have? Um, no, it's a get it. Okay. Can yeah, I just... Uh, I mean, the... Uh, I mean the artwork. I I like the artwork a lot. Yeah. Um, but it could be one of those that because uh, it's very similar to the cover. There, it's a pretty unique style. I really like it. Some people might be turned off a little bit by the art, but the the story was good. Al Williamson's good, but let's get it. I enjoyed the Duke uh, Duke number one. So yeah, I wanted to check this out. So yeah, I'll just borrow yours if that's okay. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> All right, Pat, do you have a longer review than that? Or is this going to be the quickest get it and forget it ever? <laughs> yeah, I missed it. Uh, nabbit. See, that's so weird. One of my covers dropped out. Ghost in the Machine, Gremlins. Yeah. Yep. So... Did you say this artist was uh, for Cobra Commander on the cover, Mike? Again, sorry. Oh, I... Um, I think it's Andrea Milan. Andrea or Andrea Milan. I'm not familiar with the artist. Okay. But I like it. It looks kind of like, um, you know, Lemire, right? I mean, it reminds me of um, Black Hammer. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a, a little bit. I think Jeff Lemire's a little rougher around the edges. Um, but I can see where you can see the compare. You can see the comparisons. Yeah. Cool. And this whole this whole universe, I, I wish, you know, it's they they they've got the miniseries for like Duke and Cobra Commander, and then you've got the Void Rivals, and you've got the Transformers and the GI Joe. I can't afford to get all that. I know, right? Everybody's got to yeah. make it so big. Everybody's got to be up, one upping the last universe. I <laughs> did the Energon universe is exciting though. This yeah. is one that I'd love to be able to afford, but I can't either. Yeah, there's just so much. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't pick up an issue with G.I. Joe and look inside of it. Why? It's beautiful. Oh. I mean, it's stunning, the artwork. I've I, already... I don't recall doing it, but I picked up an issue, and I was like, man, I really want to buy this, but I, I had to put it back. I've already subbed to a G.I. Joe recently. Uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed from the artwork yeah. at the very least. But I yeah. think the writing is, is good, too, from what I hear. Yeah, it seems excellent. And I sure hope it crosses over with the Energon universe, too, you know? 
Yeah, I think they're working up to that. I think they're because uh, the Void Rivals stuff, which I am reading that one. I, I think a few. Uh, it's on a hiatus. I think it's getting ready to come back, maybe. But yeah, I, I've seen some Transformers in there, so I know that part is gonna uh, cross over. And I think it's just a little bit of time. They're probably letting the GI Joe stuff get established, and then they'll jump in. And yeah, yeah. All right, Pat, you ready? I'm ready. All right, Austin, what do you got? I got Young Hellboy, Assault nice. on Castle Death, one, two, three, and four. Uh, yeah, so the whole whole limited series, this came out a year ago. It ended a year ago, exactly. Um, sort of in my backlog. This is from Dark Horse Comics by Mike Mignola and Tom Snyde. Goskiev are the writers, co-writers, and the art is by Craig Rousseau. Um, this is a follow-up to the previous limited series called Hellboy, Young Hellboy in the Hidden Land. Um, this is, it, it, right off the bat, it's, this is 1947. You know, these are all tales from the past. 1947, the BPRD has just moved from New Mexico to Connecticut, and Hellboy is feeling homesick, and he's also feeling sick-sick. He's experiencing like fevers and he's, you know, extremely hot. So they don't really know what's wrong with him. They don't know if he picked up some bug when he was in the hidden land from the previous series or what's exactly going on there. Or if he's maybe just, you know, just a little putting thing, putting a, putting on a little bit of, bit of an act because he's so homesick for his uh, former BPRD base. Um, so. Uh, we in, in in addition to that, we find out that the brothers of Desolation, who were sort of the little cult group in the first series, they failed to. Their mission is to off Hellboy because he's you know the seed of destruction. He's going to end the world, so they're out to put an end to Hellboy while they can. They didn't do it in the first series, so they're back again, and we find out that they have sleeper agents throughout the U.S., and one of them happens to be near the new office in uh, Connecticut. So they send uh, this sleeper agent after a young Hellboy to kill him. Um, uh, I'm I'm just kind of summarizing the whole series in one go here. And I'll try to leaf through the covers because this is, this is a fairly simple story. Um, in fact, it, this does a thing that it's not really common for Hellboy books where they sort of do a little bit of recapping from issue to issue, slight recapping. Um, and I, I, I feel like without that recapping, they could have done this in maybe three issues or two issues. It's a little drawn out. There's not a lot of meat on the bones here. I feel like, because basically this comes down to Hellboy having these, you know, they send him to bed. They say, you'll feel better in the morning, keep an eye on you. And basically he's having these fever dreams. He wakes up, he's, he's having these dreams or he starts hallucinating things after he wakes up. And he believes that there's an attack on BPR headquarters and he gets, he sees Lobster Johnson, who's another character in the Hellboy universe. He was an old 1920s, 1930s pulp hero um, who some people believe he was real. Some people believe he's just all fiction. Um, but young Hellboy loves reading about his adventures in like pulp comic books and pulp novels and things like that. He's like his hero. And as you can see there in the cover, he, in this fever dream, because he thinks he's seeing or sees Lobster Johnson, he becomes the Scarlet Crab. 
is his like sidekick and they're gonna thwart these invaders in the uh, bpr headquarters um so it's it's sort of the it's sort of the combination of hellboy having these dreams hallucinations on top of the fact that there's actually somebody infiltrating the bpr headquarters that is out to kill him and it kind of just works hand in hand with each other where young hellboy and the ghost of lobster johnson you might say and also a janitor that has sort of bonded with hellboy early on when he came to this new uh headquarters they sort of def well they do they thwart the uh invader that's out to get him and i should say too along the for the ride is hellboy's puppy mac he gets a cape too and he's he's on the adventure as well um, who knew hellboy had a puppy did you know that already me yes yeah mac okay. mac is uh, he's he's well entrenched in hellboy lore he was okay uh, in Hellboy's, yeah um it's awesome it and it kind of it kind of all wraps up uh that the the inf infiltrators defeated uh you see you know and the big kind of gotcha twist or whatever if you want to call it a twist i kind of kind of saw this coming um hellboy sees lobster johnson so in the palm of lobster johnson's hand he has like this device that sort of brands the the his logo on the criminal's forehead so he you see lobster johnson doing that to this infiltrator from of the headquarters and he falls off the building you know the, the top of the roof of the headquarters and you kind of just know and you come to find out they that they go to investigate and hellboy hellboy's like coming out of his fever dream or whatever and he's telling professor broom you know lobster johnson helped me defeat the invaders and and professor broom's like okay hellboy sure 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 and then of course they go find the culprit on the ground and he indeed does have the lobster johnson brand on the forehead so, so was he there wasn't he there it's all kind of uh typical of uh uh lobster johnson's mythos you, you might say because you're never quite sure is he real is he just an imaginary character um so yeah it's 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 fine um like I said, sort of a simple story, and if I was to wrap it up uh, as a rating, I'd, I'd give it a mild get it, especially if you're a Hellboy fan. I, unlike Giant Robot Hellboy, I don't think this is going to really grab new readers um, uh, like like the Giant Robot Hellboy book did. Um, it's just sort of just sort of there, sort of enhances. Hellboy in his younger years, yeah, so fans of Hellboy are gonna like it, but I'm not sure, sure outsiders will dig it, you know, as much as uh, non-Hellboy fans would. So yeah, mild get it from me. Okay, awesome. Definitely looks cool, and I'm, I immediately just thought of the old, uh, you know, how many times have we heard slash seen in movies and such of. Uh, you know the the fantasy of time travel to go back and kill young hitler prior to right. you know so and i was actually kind of tracking it was funny you you mentioned about how you know you, you know how the titanic ends you know how oppenheimer ends well you know how young hellboy is going to be okay you know it's <laughs> that sort of takes sort of uh you know the threat away from some of these stories but it's kind of it, it's it, what you're generally looking for uh, with these stories and in on all the stories you know being told now are 
stories in the past as far as Hellboy goes, because that storyline is is all come and gone. Um, you, you know Hellboy is gonna make it out of this because you know his ultimate ending. Yeah. But what we are looking for are really interesting, uh, you know, fill in the gap things that details, that yeah. The mythos, yeah, yeah, like we've yeah. said about stories from the past before. So yeah, and this this sort of does it, but not hundred percent does it for me. Well, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Um, up for me. I continued uh, what I reviewed, uh, if I can find it here, last week. I finished. Why is it so hard for me to find this right now? Oh, because I added something unique. I, I uh, Speaking of uh, Mike's unique uh, review, I, I got something unique with my review this week as well. But I finished, uh, I read Batman One Dark Knight number three. This is the Black le- black Label magazine-sized comic written and drawn by Jock. Uh, Love that cover. Work. Yeah, this is a great cover. This is definitely my favorite of the three. And this doesn't actually do it justice in this picture, too. In, in, in I don't know exactly what I'd call it, but it, it has like a an effect where you can only see part of the lines in a reflective state. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is exactly to what I'd even call it. But like I said, this picture doesn't actually do it justice. This picture is awesome, but it's even better in person. So uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, it's got, it's got that's like spot UV finish where certain high areas are like glossy and some are flat. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's exactly what it's doing. Exactly. So yeah, those are cool. Yeah. You're muted, Mike. Yeah, I, I talked and my computer told me I was muted. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it's called. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you to both of you. Um, so just to recap real quick from, uh, and first of all, I thought this was four issues. I mean, you know, it's I do this all the time with you guys correcting me. And then I do it sometimes where I correct myself. I'm like, I, I thought this was four issues and went looking for issue number four and then and couldn't find it so i'm like okay i'm just going to read issue three then and reading issue three then at the end i realized oh there's only three issues so um i'm gonna actually have to correct that on the website i have uh, there's four issues on there but anyway um to to recap this real quick this introduces a character named emp uh and this is a fairly uh simple story uh as far as the main plot is concerned batman has to transfer this villain EMP from Arkham Asylum to Blackwater Prison because they have to kind of make a separate special imprisonment for EMP because he can escape from Arkham easily, I guess. And uh, as I mentioned before as well, this uh, book keeps referencing something that happened five years ago with EMP without us knowing what that is that happened exactly. Um, but this is actually a key key book as well. As far well, number one is it's the first appearance of EMP. And um, like I said, uh, he has to be transferred from Arkham to Blackwater Prison. And Batman is just kind of overseeing that transfer. And every gang in Gotham and the police are all involved in this because some of the gangs... Hate EMP because of this event that happened, killed a lot of 
their gang members. Some of the gangs want to free EMP because they want to use him as part of their gang to do villainy stuff. And of course, the cops are involved fighting all the bad guys and transferring EMP himself. So there's a lot of moving parts in this, which makes it super exciting. And uh, uh, like I mentioned before, the way Jock's art is, which I've fallen in love with a lot recently, it's uh, it's it, it, it tells a story in itself the way his art is, and it's very exciting. Um, and uh, you know, issue one, basically just starting the transfer and what happens to uh, get EMP out of the vehicle that he's being transferred in. And then Batman's actually taking it upon himself rather, since the vehicle is no more and the cops that were transferring him are no, are no more. He's got to essentially carry EMP to Blackwater prison on his back, literally. Um, and uh, he actually knocked him out intentionally because EMP's power is extremely powerful. Um, and then in issue two, we get to see a lot of these fights take place between the miscellaneous gangs for miscellaneous reasons. And then, of course, as you can imagine, in, in uh, issue three, we start to wrap it up to where we get to where Batman has been kicking some butt for a while, and he's really close. He's almost there. And uh, this is where the unique part of my review is, uh, Mike. I actually got some interiors. How about that? Nice. I was hoping. <laughs> so I love this one in particular. This just shows the state of Batman near the end of issue three. <laughs> Jeez. His cowl has literally been ripped off his face a couple times, too. So he keeps having to create like a makeshift cow by wrapping pieces of fabric around his head and kind of tying it like, uh, you know, like a bandana or whatever um, and kind of make it look like a cow. But he's, he's the worst for wear. This And that's I, I love this video. I mean, video. I love this comic because partially because Batman is extremely beaten and i and obviously seeing batman kick people's butt is awesome but seeing batman getting his butt kicked and still fighting it's kind of like the old uh, you know captain america i can do this all day even though he's getting his butt kicked not giving in still putting up the fight i i really love this storytelling of batman in particular and i and then i just added this interior too this was on the last page of issue three uh, this is what EMP looks like. He's kind of this homeless-looking, de disheveled, emaciated, pasty white guy. Um, that uh, again, as you can imagine, his name being EMP, he's got this electrification running through him that he can basically make an EMP pulse go off and causes all kinds of mayhem. You know, um, yeah. and then, <clears throat> sorry, Mike, what were you gonna say? No, I think I think he. Was he what caused that AT&T thing the other day? <laughs> Maybe exactly. That's the kind of thing he does. <laughs> so, so anyway, this, I've said this a bunch of times before too, that, you know, you, you got to wrap, you got to wrap things up really strong for me to get a, a super review on things. And man, this one does not fail. Not only with the story, but also, I mean, not only with the art, but also with the story itself. Like I said, it's a fairly simple story on the face of it. But man, there's a couple, three little twists at the end here that made it even more. I, I was loving it. You know, you know, that's when something's good, when you're loving it. And then at the end, it just, it takes you up another level of loving it even more, you know? So I'm actually, this is definitely a must have for Batman fans. 
Um, but I would say this is a must-have for comic fans in general, too. I loved it so much. Um, definitely a get-it for everyone. Um, but like I said, a must-have at least for Batman fans. And I would be comfortable for giving this a must-have review for any comic fan. I love this so much. <laughs> so, you know, I've actually been purging my collection quite a bit. And especially the, sh the offshoot titles and such. This is one I'm definitely not going to get rid of. This is going to, this kind of falls into my love for Arkham Asylum. You know, the original uh, story of Arkham Asylum, the hardcover. You know, I, I love this story so much. It's one I'm going to keep and think of fondly for, for many years to come. And uh, like I said, besides for all of it, the end it just wraps it up. And it's so cool in my opinion. So you guys should check it out too. Definitely must has for you too. Add that to the homework list. Uh, put it right above Halo because it is, it's 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 going to be a quicker read for you. And you can borrow my copy if you don't want to buy it because black label magazine size comics aren't cheap. That's for sure. But anyway, I, I have issue two and three, so if you have a second number one, that'd be great. But if not, I'll find it. We need to just swap for Cobra Commander since you couldn't tell me what that's about for my number one. No, for keep. I mean, I know I can borrow it to read it, but. Oh, okay, okay. No, I don't have an extra. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's what I read this week. The audience doesn't care. Okay, cool. Oh, that's a pretty good week. Pat, I actually accidentally, you know, I think we talked about this uh, just last show that uh, Mike and I, you know, are kind of lazy about our collectibles. We're all like, ah, we'll just wait till Pat shows us. Man, I got sucked into a video uh, just a couple days ago that I couldn't stop watching. So I got information. I really hope you show it today. I should have shot you. And I should have shot you the tech. Hey, Pat, is this on your show? If it isn't, it should be. So. <laughs> I'm hoping I see it here, though. You ready? I am ready. All right, let's do it. All right, no pressure. All right. We're going to start out with some Hasbro news because this week there was a Marvel Legends fan stream and they started announcing some early things and some not so early things. First thing up, everyone's second favorite symbiote. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, even know if he's, I don't even know if he's my second favorite, to tell you the truth. Um, but this is another one of the uh, Spider-Man animated series retro carded figures. That uh, looks really cool. This being uh, Carnage. Um, he is a Target exclusive. We're what? Gonna see that as we run through some things here. There's quite a few exclusives here. Um, Carnage has been released before. This is a different new updated body. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's Carnage. <laughs> that's awesome though right you even though you're not a carnage fan you like this though right it's awesome right uh, come on mike that's too much 
What? That is so cool. I can only imagine how much I'd love this if I were a Carnage fan. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> That is so good. I don't know whether it's the, really how great the figure is or just how great this, you know, visual you've got. <laughs> All right, your grandpa. Have a good one. All right. See you later. Um, yeah, we'll stick with some villains. Uh, this is Baron Zemo, Arnim Zola two pack. This is an Amazon exclusive. Mm. Uh, like the original uh, Baron Zemo, the father of current day baron zemo he has a swap out head you can see there and uh everyone's famous uh favorite face in a body arnim zola is that i didn't know baron zemo looked like that under the hood did you know that mike no yeah that's pretty cool um you get you see that message kevin just a little side note about instagram that? instagram's disconnected what <laughs> it's that one hour thing. I didn't think that hour was a deal. Yeah. That's weird. They're so inconsistent. I thought we went over before. I thought we yeah. did too. Um Yeah, so yeah, it, I think what the what the 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 storyline there is the the mask got glued to Baron Zemo's face and that's, you know, if he when he ripped the mask off that's kind of what you see underneath now because of the uh adhesive if i remember correctly it's been a long time since i read some baron zemo um uh next up we have a shield three pack sharon carter nick fury jr and dum dum dugan hmm those look cool yeah those do look cool Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, those look really good. Yeah. And I, I, this was not confirmed on the live stream, but uh, a lot of people think there's going to be a swap out Nick Fury Sr. head for the Nick Fury figure. But we the don't whole know Nick that. Fury thing, I'm confused. So I know it's it's like they they brought him over from the initial Ultimate Universe, right? Nah, nah, oh, different diff different character. But they wanted oh, to they wanted to align it with the MCU, make it more familiar. Uh, yeah, it, it it's 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 a long lost son of Nick Fury Senior that they uh, just so happened to be a Shield agent too, I guess, and lost an eye, and you know, it's funny how <laughs> things work. right. Yeah, man, that's something we didn't even talk about with the Marvels with Nick Fury. Man, I think it's time for. I'm not sure Sam can pull off being a super bad butt agent anymore. Man, he uh, he looked a little long in the tooth in that one. What'd you think of that? I mean, <laughs> that's a total random off the wall topic. But uh, you think here? Here's a simple question, Pat. You think Sam uh, might be time to uh, wrap up being the action hero, or you think you still got it? Yeah, that's you know they could easily transit transition that where he's like sort of not out in the field anymore. You know, he's just he's the master planner type guy, yeah, the man in the air type thing. But yeah, he he you know he he's getting up there. I, I don't know what yeah. Sam's actual age is, but he's he's pretty up there. Yeah, um, desk job. 
it, it just it just stood out. We didn't even mention it. it. Just stood out a little bit to me in the Marvels. That's all, you know. His believability of movement wasn't there, you know. So anyway, continue. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That was good. It was good timing because I had to look for another picture. This is the. This is a new Fantastic Four two-pack. They previously did Franklin and Valeria uh, about a year ago. Uh, this is from a story. It's basically the new Fantastic Four, you know, Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man, Wolverine. Uh, but they had these new, newly revamped uh, uniforms that sort of fit in with the current day Fantastic Four uniforms at the time. They since have changed after this point. But it was kind of funny because the, the Hasbro team was kind of saying, yeah, we get to complete another team. You know, we got Franklin, Valeria. Now we got Spider-Man and Wolverine. But there's two more members of that team. <laughs> that you know, it, Franklin and Valeria were sort of like just on the side, but it was really you know the you know Hulk and Ghost Rider filled out the quote-unquote new Fantastic Four. And I, I actually, I think Nick Bradshaw may have designed these costumes. I, I think they're kind of cool. Um, you can't really see it there, but Wolverine's got the current day. X logo in the circle on his chest and it follows suit with the rest of the Fantastic mm, Four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I figure you either like it or you hate it. I like yeah. it because I'm a Fantastic Four fan. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it because yeah, I'm a hater on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the colors. I think that blue and black will go well together. It's cool. Yeah. I like everything except the colors. <laughs> <laughs> But it's an easy, easy thing for them to do. They've already got the Spider-Man figure. They've already got the Wolverine figure. Let's give them a new paint scheme. Put them out there. Yep. Uh, this is a Walmart exclusive. This is Prowler. I mean, he has a swappable head. You can have his his uh, human face or his uh, Prowler hood. Uh, this is also in the retro carded, you know, Spider-Man animated timeline uh, era throwback card. Um, it's pretty cool. Also from that era are two more VHS releases. Uh, this is Daredevil and Hydro Man, which uh, I do not like the cell shaded look on Daredevil. It doesn't look horrible in this shot, but I've seen some other ones. I just I don't care for that. Yeah. Um, and the other two pack is, is Doctor Strange and Morbius. Hmm. And uh, Morbius, famously from the animated series, could not be called a vampire. I don't believe he couldn't suck blood through his fangs. He had to use the suckers on his hands. Right. <laughs> yeah, we are... talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah and those funny. are represented here. Um, and uh, I think finally to wrap up Hasbro, we have a Zabu wave, build a figure wave. Huh. You guys seeing that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I took, it was on a delay for me for some reason. Uh, this is sort of a mishmash of uh, weird assortment of figures here. We'll run through them. Um, yeah, trying to make we have sense. Black yeah, there is no sense to be made. They even admitted that. They even they said that in the live stream. Sort of really no theme to it. Just all comic based. Uh, Figures, this is Black Winter taking the form of Thor. I think this is from the Jason yeah, Aaron run. Cool. Yeah, he's pretty neat cool. looking. 
Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Was was Black Winter Jason Aaron or Donny Cates? That could have been Donny Cates. Now that I think of it. Um, yeah. We have Cable, who a lot of people were quick to point out, looked very much, you know, Marvel versus Capcom, Cable-ish looking here. Um, let's see. We got everyone's probably not anyone's favorite eternal Icarus. Yeah. yeah, I don't even I don't I don't like the Eternals. I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's many people who are would count the Eternals to be their favorite Marvel characters. Yeah. Yeah. Then probably, I, someone, I, probably someone. Yeah. I want you guys to tell me who this is. That's um, what's his name uh, from the Savage Land? Um, Kazar. Yeah, yeah, Kazar from the Savage Land. Yeah, yeah, Kazar, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, but, guys. At least we're all. Is the other? It's the trick. Is the other pronunciation? Which one of the team members from Hasbro wanted oh. to call him? The other two members were calling him Kazar as well, but he wanted to call him Kazar. It's no, he's Kazar. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, in all fairness, I've heard that before. I've heard people call him that before. Kazar? Yeah. Sounds like a Jarrell, like a Superman reference. <laughs> Kazar. No, Kazar. Well, I'm just, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we're all in the Kazar bandwagon here. Okay, cool. Okay. That's one of those things, you know, You, you a lot of modern day people can't really relate to you know the internet didn't exist we just had to do it all on our own and and whatever your however your circle said it is what you went with (laughs) right yeah in in high school when we first started reading for me and i think for you it was psylocke and then we had this friend brad that collected and he called her psylocke and i was like no (laughs) never (laughs) and as far as we uh, you know all the way through, I was friends with him. He called her Psylocke, and I called her Psylocke. So. And that's a perfect thing. I, th- I think we've done it with a few people in general since this show has existed. When we're like, we never even knew what Art Adams looked like before this show. You know, because again, without the internet existing, you know, and not having seen him in person, it was like, that's what Art Adams looks like? Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I never looked him up, even when the internet was around. I never, what does that That's true, too. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, okay, go ahead. This is from Jason Aaron's run on Avengers. This is Red Widow. She had popped up before in a live stream. It was like a preview figure. Now she's uh, she's been placed in this uh, Zabu Build-A-Figure wave. Um, she was from, oh boy, what were the name? What was the name of the team? It's uh, like a European Avengers team. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of it. She looks like she could be a Star Wars character too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. <laughs> this could be the next uh oh man what's the name of that uh acolyte i heard that's all gonna be all female she's gonna be an acolyte watch they're gonna cross over more <laughs> she looks totally looks like she could be an acolyte character yeah and to round out the wave of individual figures we have wolf spain from new mutants x factor i'm actually a fan of her i like her you know 
and you get them all you can build your zabu that's what i want i want the kzar on zabu zabu kzar better be able to ride this thing like uh like he man with uh whatever (laughs) thunder yeah battle cat thunder cat (laughs) that's awesome yeah uh you know what there's somebody missing from there we'll get we'll we'll get we'll circle back around to him when i can get him up there okay but he he you, as you can see here coincidentally he is not part of the build-a-figure he does not come with the build-a-figure part just luckily here to i could just ignore him totally but i remember that he's supposed to be here um so i'll, I'll pull him out of uh my archives in a minute here but there's where you get the individual pieces of uh zabu from that's the coolest head? part of that wave. I'm serious. Where's his head? I just want his head. Look at those. That's in uh, Black Winter. Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. That's the oh, only yeah, one I want. Could, then. You could make the uh, you know the trophy thing and just hang it with uh, just on the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The studio audience loves this figure as well. Yeah, that that figure is making me like saber tooth tigers a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, I checked that my archives. We're not going to get them today. Maybe I'll show him in another one. But he's he's the most disappointing figure of the wave, probably. He's he's superior Iron Man the white armor with like the light blue highlights and it, it does not translate well to figure form in my opinion um but if i think of it i'll pull them up for next show yeah what a haphazard lot there though yeah it is it's like they couldn't they couldn't really fit them into another wave and it's like the leftovers they swept up the warehouse and put them in the yeah. sad booth got an x-man a new mutant an eternal an avenger and an X-Men offshoot character. Oh, and uh, Thor. Yeah, it's, that's all over the place. That's crazy. Right. All right. Speaking of the X-Men, this is cool. I have not spotlighted these figures because they're sort of niche and they're expensive. I'm uh, sorry. Can I interrupt you real quick, Pat? Yeah, yeah. So have you noticed an aftermarket for the Build-A-Figure, just the Build-A-Figures? Oh, yeah. There's people that sell the, big, the pieces and the assembled figures on eBay oh, really? all the time yeah. are they they're usually over way overpriced right uh double triple and then depending on the figure of the character they could really get up there yeah, you know, depending okay. on how how old they are or yeah you know, the popularity of the character <laughs> there you go mike is your aftermarket they should be yeah these dollar bin <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, okay head. anyway expensive all right so like i said kind of expensive this is a mondo figure uh they're always known for posters um uh, they started branching out into action figures they did records too mike mondo records yeah yeah yeah, i've I've got one yeah their stuff is awesome i don't own i own one piece because it's expensive yeah um usually uh, they they uh team up with a a designer who pro- uh, like a high profile designer they're all about the design work in their product and uh 
uh, for their posters, their I guess their albums too, and then their figures. They're they're sort of hitching their ride to the X Men animated. It's it's good timing. These have been coming out for a while. But this week they announced Rogue, and she's really nice. I have to say, she's really nice. Um, and you can see she comes in two versions there: the regular edition, and this is first of all, this is a one sixth scale figure that means uh that translates generally like a like a 12 inch action figure but i think she's a little bit under because she's a little shorter um the regular edition is 210 dollars oh. and the exclusive mondo version is 235 and you can see with the exclusive version you get three more heads in the sentinel base um that is awesome but, uh, it's i think it's an extremely well done figure i'll run through some i guess have a couple shots here but, uh, yeah if you're gonna spend 200 go the extra 35 and get yeah you know, the, the extra heads it's awesome yeah yep i agree uh and for you kevin <laughs> make sure you nice nice <laughs> Look at her hair. Thanks. Yeah, look at her hair. That is cool. Yeah, I just want to make sure the jacket's right. Right. Um, but yeah, before I show the group shot, well, there she is. You can see Gambit. They're also, oh, yeah. I, I think Gambit's up and coming. I don't think he's released yet. I could be wrong. Um, before I show the, the the shot of all the Mondo X-Men anime, I just want to look at their the different heads you get. And I think it's really cool that it's kind of cool, but also very niche. As you can see that x-men evolution head with yeah. the uh, sort of the bangs look with the hair down yeah um i can't remember if that really goes well with the rest of her outfit i can't i thought it was a little different than that a little dark green yeah. maybe a little dark green and stuff but it is it's, it's weird but also cool if they included a head for the uh, evolution rogue too yeah uh and then finally the uh the shot of all of the Mondo X-Men animated figures all together there. Wow. Pretty pretty impressive. That that's is very awesome. impressive. Yep, that's why I don't own anything Mondo except for that <laughs> one Shaun of the Dead record. Because one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Third. What at two hundred? That yeah. Average right probably, yeah. Yeah, average. Yeah. 1600 yeah. plus if you get the bonus job forget about it right it better be awesome and they are yeah um yeah and i you know i can't speak to the quality of their figures i i don't because i because i don't own one and i haven't really read up any reviews to see you know what the craftsmanship of the you know the production values of these figures are they they certainly look awesome um but uh yeah i don't really collect anything mondo um cool to look at yeah yep all right something a little more affordable we'll go super seven and they announced the wave five of the toho figures there's your group shot for you there is the carded shot for you and then we'll go through the individual angiris 55 baragon 68 godzilla 55 he and Angiris are from Godzilla Raids again. Uh, and Mogera 57. Interesting. These are your, you know, $20, $22 price point Super 7 figures. 
Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see the price point difference between these and uh, <laughs> yeah, the like, Mondo we go to these, which if you didn't lead in with the the Mondo figures, be like, oh, these are pretty cool. But you look at them and go, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what they're based on? They're based on the fifties and stuff. Hey. What's hey, up, Stingray. Good morning, Stingray from Cali. Welcome Cali. back to the states. Yeah. Nice. Hey. Uh, oh, sorry, Pat. Um, I'll wait till okay. after you're done showing. I'll wait till after you're done showing everything because I don't want to say. And but go ahead, keep going. All right. Finally, to uh, wrap things up this week, uh, we have a like a, we te like Kevin teased everyone. We have a soy anniversary this week. Thirtieth <laughs> anniversary. Of McFarland Toys, and to celebrate, Todd divorced his wife and married Spawn. <laughs> He's been married. Private to ceremony. <laughs> Just That's kidding. hilarious. Yeah. All right, Todd. <laughs> um, but yeah, 30th anniversary of McFarland Toys, and to celebrate, they're putting out uh, a wave of anniversary figures. Uh, yes, first one yes. being, first one being Commando Spawn. Yes. This guy's really cool. I don't remember the first version of this. You know, it's sort of it's the like what what were the what was this called? The, like the Spawn Adventures or something, Kevin? Yeah, I can't remember exactly either, but yeah, they were they were subsequent from the regular series kind of offshoot series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that reference. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Then we have Hellspawn. I don't like this figure. I, th I don't I think either. Based on Ashley Wood artwork. Yeah. Um, who, 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 you oh, know, he's, you know, Ashley Wood has sort of a different design aesthetic to him. So it's, I think some people either like it or they don't. Yeah. And I think uh, to kind of double down on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, Stingray was making yeah. a Godzilla joke. Okay, went totally over our head, Stingray. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, good. Japan, Japan was apparently Godzilla free. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> anyway, uh, just to comment on this, um, when I saw this, I thought the same thing you just said, Pat, that I don't like it. But I think it's a cool, you know, rendition of that, you know, comic and that artist's work, you know, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like it, but I, I still think it's cool to have it to be in to be a part of what he's doing right now, you know. So, right, I think it looks kind of cool. I like Ashley Wood's artwork a lot, it doesn't translate perfectly to action figure, but this this picture it actually looks kind of cool. The more I look at it, I think the more I kind of like it. Yeah, I think that's what you need, and and I think that's the problem with it. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to hijack you here, Pat. That's that I think you need the artwork to appreciate the figure. The figure just isn't a good figure on its own. I think that's the the key to you know appreciating a figure. It's got to look good on its own, and without the artwork, I you know, and and under and appreciating that art, which I do, it's hard to appreciate the figure. That's all I'm saying. You know, if yeah, you know, yeah, I get you. Uh, then we have, yeah. What's the price range for uh, these? Uh, the spawn figures are going to retail twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's doable. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, man. Another picture missing, but we we still have a picture of it. So this is this is Spawn based on Todd's Spawn three hundred and eleven cover. Yeah, Stuart I love this cover uh, tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, so we get the, we get this shot with the trading card and base. I just don't have the in package shot here. That's yeah, okay. this I think I might get this one. This is really cool. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact they put the trading card in there with the cover as well. That's really cool. And I think they're signed on the back, aren't they? I think he signed them on the back too. Uh that those are the gold. I'm not sure how that works. I should really okay. look into that. Yeah, yeah, you have to get like the gold version, the gold uh, series right. version. And I don't know if it, it, it couldn't be every single one, I don't think. He would never well, I just assumed it was a print of his signature anyway. So. Oh, that may be. That may yeah. be. Yeah. I know he does do sign. That that was a thing on Target. Like with the Geek Fest, they would have like, like signed versions. If you were quick, you could actually get, you could pre-order the signed versions, actual hand signed versions. Um, I do. Yeah, I did see in the video. He was showing a signed card, but I don't know if it's authentic or printed. I was wondering. I haven't read Spawn besides, since issue one. Um, the thing on his right leg does this he change that? One? Yeah, does he change that to his left leg so he doesn't overwork his right leg? No, no, no. <laughs> then you you should have watched the video that New York Mike posted. He explained the whole costume thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a couple minutes into that, and when I saw that, I had to actually physically just sit there and watch it. <laughs> I, I had to put it on the back burner because I didn't have an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, finally, finally to wrap it up, we have a two-pack. This is the prototype spawn and Todd McFarlane himself. That's what I'm talking about, Pat. That's what I was so, I was like, man, I got it. I hope Pat covers this. That's awesome. I love this. Okay, for multiple reasons. Go ahead, Pat. No, I I don't have much to say about it. I just have the two shots, so go ahead and geek out. Okay, so yeah, this obviously it's you know Todd. So I really want that figure, and this is a great uh, figure with it. You know, this is <clears throat> excuse me, Todd's drawing of spawn when he was 60 this was this is todd's original rendition of spawn when he was 16 years old you know like him in school just you know doodling you know not paying attention to his english teacher like me and you used to do mike and you know this is the original spawn um he said uh and this is the part that i thought was really cool in the video um he said his actual original original drawing he actually colored it blue but then subsequently, when he was kind of getting more serious, uh, you know, Spawn actually actually coming into fruition, changed him to these colors. But that's what's so doubly cool about this, in my opinion. It, it, you know, I love Todd, obviously, and having a Todd action figure is cool. You know what I'm going to do, too, you know, because you can make the Hasbro... Or, or what is it? Pop yourself or Hasbro yourself or whatever? Or, or was it the only you could make yourself into a power ranger or whatever i'm gonna get a kevin action figure somehow someday and he's gonna be hanging out with this todd action figure. <laughs> that's, that's what i thought when i saw that action figure 
I, I love it. I think it's awesome. And, uh, and, and especially I'm, I'm not a real big fan of how this spawn look and obviously neither is Todd because this isn't the spawn we know and love, but it's very cool that there would be this action figure of his original rendition of spawn, uh, for when he was 16. Isn't that cool, Mike? Yeah. I think the whole, the whole thing's great. This is totally why, I mean, uh, this is one of the reasons, big, big, big reasons I love Todd so much because he does this kind of thing. This is totally the kind of thing we would do, right? Like, you, like, yep. you know, that awesome picture you drew when you were 12, you know, and yeah. let's make an action figure of that. Action. Yeah, it's awesome. Which, you know, I'm sure you can appreciate the same, same thing, Pat, you know, We've seen some drawings from you. I know you said some of them are tracings or whatever, but when you were real young and drawing and, you know, sending in, you know, letters to Marvel to, you know, be published in comics and stuff, all that kind of old school stuff, you know, imagine being in a place like Todd is where then you can make this stuff into something you could market that a bunch of people that love you and your things would buy you know i think the whole thing is awesome yeah 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 stingrays agreeing he's geek culture sick yeah it is it is yeah i thought it was pretty cool the only thing i i why does it not look exactly like his drawing you know it's the eyes are different the cape is different i i I, the answer there probably is easily simply that they just are reusing parts and things like that but i wish it was a little closer to the actual actual sketch that he has there which is if if you haven't watched the video of todd explaining this figure and the accessories because i just was cracking up he's like you know he's got a microphone for when he does the conventions he got my little sketch there and yeah you know i'm wearing a spawn shirt that i wear sometimes (laughs) yeah he is funny he's talk about why you get four hands and two feet why do you get feet that's i guess because he he always he never he t- wears shoes. Yeah, he talked he oh. talked about that how he walks around the office all the time with no shoes. Yeah. yeah sure. That makes sense. I wonder if he designed it or if he told he, he you know, he told his employees or the guys that work for him say, "Okay, design a figure based on me." And then of course he gets final approval and that's what they kind of came up with. Maybe yeah. Of. That is funny. Well, you know, in those hands, you know, he's he's drawing with with two of them and then you know, yeah, he's always doing that, you know, right before, you know, he ends videos and stuff, you know, so it's, yeah. You know, and, and Pat, if you look at that card that, or is that a comic or is that supposed to be a simulated drawing or whatever that you're supposed to have him autographing or whatever, that looks identical to the figure or maybe not, maybe not. I don't know. But wouldn't you say it's identical aside from the coloring? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I have to, yeah, get a better close look. But the eyes, there's no, there on his drawing, there's no white. It doesn't look like around the eyes. There's like mm, big, yeah. you know, like typical yeah. modern day spawn looking eye white around. And then the, yeah, you know, like the pauldrons on a, you know, the, the clasps on his, yeah, his cape don't look quite right. But yeah, it's, I, I, I get it. It's, it, it's a neat idea. I just, yeah. And that's the one thing we've said about Todd a million times. Anything, a lot of the things he does is kind of inexplicable, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tune in next month for the Jokerized uh, Spawn and Todd the Jokerized figures. No, the yeah, the Jokerized Todd. Yep. <laughs> what is the Jokerized Todd thing? 
But yeah, I love that. I love that. Great job having that in there. Thank God. I, I was so hoping you would. So. Yep. And that's it. Happy anniversary to McFarland Toys. Awesome. So the only other thing I was going to say that uh, it wasn't something that I was thinking about you having on, but as I was starting to say it, I was thinking you might. And you almost did because you had the Godzilla. Did you see they put out the Godzilla uh, V-Kong? or What's it? Godzilla X-Kong, whatever it's called, that new movie coming out. Jada Metal Figs. Did you see those? What? Yeah. I haven't bought any of those for a while. Now I want them. They're mini figs? Yeah. Hey, just don't lose any sleep if you don't get them. That's just a little hint. You know, your birthday's coming. So, anyway. Because, man, I I can't believe you stopped buying those because I have not stopped. I I just, every time I see them, I bought them. I've got them all. Which, sorry, Mike, what'd you say? My reason for they stopped with the individuals. I can buy them at 95 cents or a dollar a piece. But when they start going, you know, the the ten packs or the twenty packs, I'm nah. talking twenty bucks at one time. So that's that's where they lost me as a customer, Jada. Oh wow, okay. I didn't even think didn't about that. Know. I was actually going to say something different. That uh, one of the biggest reasons I've continued to collect is because it seems like, and Pat, you can cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they come out with a new twenty pack like once a month or something. Like maybe even there, they might even be further apart than that. So it's not like this. You know, so much you got to get if you want to kind of get them all, all the time, constant two, three new, you know, that's what would happen with me. If they came out with two, three, 20 packs a month, I'd probably skip because I'd be like, you know, I I can't keep up, you know, but the fact that they come out with them just infrequent enough for me. And I think, again, it's a good value because even though you're bothered by them not being sold as singles, Mike. It's still 20 figs for 20 bucks or whatever. So it's not crazy expensive, good value. I've got a planned use for all of them. I like them in general anyway. And the sporadic nature of when they come out, it's easy to keep up. That's why I haven't uh, stopped. Is that is that accurate, Pat? Um, yeah, it seems. Yeah, yes and no. It seems I, I kind of, I was trying to keep up with them, but I've kind of fallen off because basically it seems like now they're only do, as far as marvel goes they're only doing spider-man that's the all i've seen recently and they're just all repaints so the same repaint. figures they just keep repainting them different color schemes and things like that but i have seen you know transformers teenage mutant ninja turtles minecraft yeah, yeah. they're doing it for different properties but I, see, I feel like they've slowed on dc and marvel yeah, I haven't seen DC in a long time. And yeah, any Marvel aside from Spider-Man. Yeah, you're you're right. Which, again, I don't mind because it's less for me to get, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not getting any of the Minecraft. I say I'm getting them all, but I'm not getting any of the Minecraft. But I picked up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, picked up the uh, Transformers. And I think I saw G.I. Joe out there, right? There's a G.I. Yep, Joe. Right G.I. Joe stuff, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I love them, man. They're, they're great. So, yeah, check out the... Uh, the Godzilla, oh, the Godzilla X Kong ones are uh, singles too, Mike. They aren't in a big pack. They're That's in singles, yeah. So. But they're like they're like bigger figures. Yeah, though, they're. Right? But they, I mean, it's Godzilla, so it's yeah. like. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. He's big. <laughs> they're bigger, but they're still small Godzillas. You know, right? Is that a way to put it? Right? I mean. Yeah. 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 But they're but not a doll. Like they in... Look how yeah. big it is. 
looks like they come in multi packs as well. So, yeah. oh, I've never seen those. Okay, okay. So anyway, awesome. Great job again. Seems like we're doing good time here. Let's wrap this up. Mike, what you got? Um. Oh, my mother chimed in that I'm funny. It must be true. You're funny, Thanks, mom. <laughs> so, so I want to make sure my audience. <laughs> I want to make sure uh, I've got this right. So I've got uh, Halo, Last Airbender. Then I have to read Batman, uh, One Dark Knight. It's a pretty good order. But unfortunately, yeah. it's going to be a, a bit because tonight we decided to uh, start watching the Hobbit movies over again. So we've got three of those coming. That's a good choice, though. That's that's fine for me. Yeah, um, yeah just try to, try to throw in at least the second half of one of those Halo episodes. Sorry. Sorry, Pat, what do you got? <laughs> um... I'll say you, you just never you never can figure out the, the pick three voters see detective cover this week <laughs> and it's stubby legs <laughs> and to, to add on to that you can never figure out the pick three submitters because sometimes you're gonna get just open order covers sometimes you're gonna get some exclusives and variants you never know stay tuned yeah uh, I'm kind of going to piggyback on a little bit of that. Uh, the the voters that put Detective Comics at number one are mostly the same people that submitted covers for Cover Combat 8. <laughs> right. But don't let that deter you because their cover submissions are amazing. Yeah. Karen, you got any this week? Okay. Oh, I said Karen. Pat, you got another one? Um, I really don't have much. Um, it, Again, happy anniversary to Todd and Spawn or McFarland Toys, whichever. Uh, here's the 30 more years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought that was actually shocking for me when I watched that video, too. That it was, it's been 30 years since McFarland Toys has been around. That's nuts. I, I would have never guessed that. But anyway, um, never underestimate the Barbenheimer effect mm -hmm. uh, oh. to make. Oppenheimer seem like it's better than it is because I feel like that's what happened and that's how it made so much money. So check out my review on that and watch Oppenheimer. Mike? I just added Oppenheimer to that list of Halo, Last Airbender, Batman, One Dark Knight. Yeah. You should. Okay, good, good. I got something else oh, to add yeah. to your list. Like Resident, Resident Alien Season 3 just started recently. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Hey, it, here's my question for you, Pat. If I watch Resident Evil in season three, am I finally going to get to the bottom of your statement you made when I first started watching it about whether he's a good guy or a bad guy? 
He's an alien. <laughs> so it's complicated. Is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Uh, check out uh, Dark Knight, uh, uh, One Dark Night by Jock. It's uh, excellent, excellent. And then uh, tops off with being more excellent than the excellent it was before at the end. You know? Mike? That's all I got. No G.I. Joe comment about how <laughs> check out G.I. Joe because nobody's allowed to say anything about it or something. That would be good. Yeah. Or yeah. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. All right. You got anything else, Pat? I'm done. All right, cool. Uh, sorry to the Instagram people, too. Uh, yeah, I just checked. Yeah, that kicked off, which, ironically enough, I didn't mention it this week because it went the whole time last week. Uh, but maybe I should take a minute to mention that at the beginning so we don't lose uh, all our uh, Instagram viewers after an hour or whatever it is. So. so that'll do it, then. Let's wrap this up. Like that, that was our wrap-up. Let's let's wrap up the wrap up now <laughs> please like subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications of everything we post also comment your thoughts questions and suggestions below we'd really appreciate it subscribe to comics and collectibles in the crawl space on spotify for podcasters or many other podcast providers i myself listen to it most of the time on iHeartRadio. i don't know why i did but that's where I've kind of fallen. I love that we're there now as well. So, uh, and you can listen to an edited podcast of this live stream on Spotify that will be posted no later than Tuesday. And uh, follow Acceler Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and or X, aka Twitter, and follow Acceler underscore Comics on TikTok and whatnot. And then watch our shows on the Whatnot app. Uh, you can bookmark. I actually have one on there, but. You can bookmark four different shows right now uh, to get notified when all the ridiculous deals will be offered. And trust me, they are ridiculous. I've actually got a show scheduled for today. Turns out I'm not going to be able to make that as well. It was scheduled for last night. That's why you got to bookmark them because I move them around and I'm sorry uh, that that happens. But trust me, when 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 they do happen, they're worthwhile. So uh, I've got a Pokemon, Magic, Toy, and Comic Show scheduled right now. Get those all bookmarked. I'd appreciate it. You won't regret it. Uh, then check out what we have to offer on eBay at Acceler underscore comics and in our shop at ExcelerComics.com. You can find the shop tab at the top of the homepage of ExcelerComics.com. And actually, I wanted to shout this out real quick to your grandpa. Your grandpa, Mike, found the manga Spider-Man. So that'll be on the next comic show. Sorry, it probably won't be today. And then... Uh, uh, I also wanted to add this too that we kind of got away from. I was thinking of uh, re re adding it. The uh, you, uh, um, viewers shout out, you know, to uh, Little Panic, a new uh, viewer buyer on whatnot. We really appreciate everyone. Anytime we give a, a random user sh or random viewer shout out, uh, you let us know you heard it on the show, and we'll give you a discount on uh, our products on eBay. So. Your grandpa's like, wait, you guys have shouted me out. Does that count every time? Your grandpa, this, you're not the random username shout out this week. So anyway, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to start using doing the random username shout out next week again. Uh, then also, you can help support the show and everything we do and plan to do through Patreon at patreon.com slash Comic. You can watch the premiere of Cover Combat 8, Acceler Family Edition. 
Monday, this coming Monday, February 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a blast. Trust us. Lots of great content, not only covers, but entertaining commentary, if if we do say so ourselves. Right, Pat? We do say. Yep, we, we do. do. <laughs> Literally. Uh, then watch our next regular live stream on YouTube or Facebook on Saturday, March 2nd at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then lastly, you can keep up with everything Acceler has planned with the newly added Karen's Calendar feature that's located at the top of our homepage of ExcelerComics.com as well, because it is, there's a lot of stuff. Right, Mike? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I just had, I just had another idea. Oh, Sorry. geez. Okay. Do it. What? Well, it's a kind of a behind the scenes thing I haven't uh, done yet. You know how uh, I was sitting here looking at us. I'm like, we're kind of like, you look like ZZ Top. Patrick and I have beards and you don't. Right. And then it brought me back to the conversation we had like a, a month ago. Where, you know, awesome things come in threes. And I thought about the Three Amigos and Three Musketeers. Oh, uh, yeah. Three, and then I thought, no, ZZ Top's a three piece. So you're adding that to the great things coming threes conversation from weeks ago. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I thought, I thought your idea was you were going to tell Kevin and he had to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind, of, kind of worried when you first mentioned that too. Because mm -hmm. the beard, I can't really grow much more than this. That's about all I got. You guys know the funny thing about that. What? <laughs> the drummer from ZZ Top, what his name is? Frank I don't. Beard. What is it? Guess huh? Frank Beard. Oh, yeah, guess Frank Beard. <laughs> beard, yeah, he doesn't have one. The guy in ZZ Top that doesn't have a beard's last name is Beard. Yes, that is funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious, right, Karen? All right, Pat thought, oh, I'm going to finish early. And here we are, lollygagging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Uh, well, anything else, Mike? Any new ZZ no. Top? Uh, Pat? I'm done. Random. Karen? Okay, that'll do it then. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by. It's good to see you're back in the States. Stingray, hopefully we'll see you back in person soon. And until next time, don't forget, appreciating great art is awesome. And reading a great story is fun. So why not pick up a comic book and do both? Accelerate.